Do you know that feeling when you first wake up in the morning and everything is quiet and there's a certain sense of stillness and peace around you and everything is easy and yet you can feel the aliveness of it in a way that we don't feel normally. The air around you is alive, breathing with you. The rays of sunlight streaming into your windows show you the sun is here to warm you, even when you're not directly in its presence. Just those little shards of magical light where you can see the dust floating in the air. You're still quiet and this is where we gain clarity and depth this is the place where magic happens but see we often are quick to switch on the television or pick up our phone or to jump and run to start our day we don't easily take the moments to gather them with us and be in them. That is presence. There is peace there. Our thoughts take over. See, and that is why we quickly move to something else. Because the mind wants to race and run. It says, go, go, go. Forward into the breach. There's something you must do, you must accomplish. But you don't. You quite literally don't. I know saying that is not entirely practical, right? We have to eat, we have to breathe, we have to use the bathroom even. We have to take care of our children and our families, our pets, our plants. We have to go to work. We have to make money, we have to pay our bills. We have to survive. But it's the, it's the more, it's the more that is beyond that. That's the part that torments us. Sometimes it is just simply the practical things of life that, that engage us, but it's like there's something within that captures us, that drives us into this feeling of desire for perpetual motion and yet we don't know what to do with that feeling we don't know where to go how to go with it it's like this anxiousness this antsiness so we find ways to occupy that because we can't possibly sit in it and what do we do we get busy we get up, we run, we take care of the house. And by run, sometimes that means literally running, and sometimes that means just running. Going to work, cleaning the house, working in the yard, taking care of the jobs around us, cleaning up, being busy, taking care of the kids, getting them to school. And then when we don't have anything else left to do, when we have the moment to sit and be still and be still, 
when you've worn yourself out all day, we run, 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 run. We sit down. We can't possibly think about what we might do if we didn't have to do anything. So we turn on the television and we occupy ourselves with that until until we have to go to bed or we're so tired that we can no longer stay awake. Or we pick up our phones and we occupy ourselves with anything and everything that that might entail. Too numerous to mention now. The life of the internet is immense. And it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, in its own right. But we smother ourselves with it. And we lose possibility. And then we're angry, frustrated, or disappointed because we get through another year, or another two, or another five, or another ten. And we look back and say to ourselves, every day, every day has just been the same. It's been the same thing. And we do fail frequently to notice or to even pay attention to the things that we might have done that, or, or experienced, you know. Not what we accomplished, that's not what I mean, but what I, what I mean is what we've experienced. It was meaningful within all of that. Things like you get up and you run, 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 and you get everything done and you get the kids to school and you're on your way to work and you stop at the gas station. And you have just the slightest moment of an interaction with someone and it could just be the briefest thing. Something where someone shares something with you or says a kind word. They look you in the eyes and they smile and you smile back. And it's genuine, human, caring, and concern. Just acknowledgement even. And it's great. In that moment, it can feel feel good. It can lift us up. But we forget. We walk away. We go run out to our car and get back in and rush off to work. And we go, 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 go. And we forgot. We forgot the person at the gas station who smiled, who said a kind word, who complimented our outfit, or who just gave us the last... <laughs> Coffee stir stick. It's those moments, you know, when you're, when you're kissing your kids before you go to bed and before they go to bed. And they say, you're the best mommy or best daddy in the whole wide world. And when they say that, your heart just leaps out of your chest and you smile and you're happy. You might go in and get ready to go to bed yourself and just that feeling helps you to be at peace for that moment. And yet you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and you start all over again. Go, 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 go. And there's something that pulls at us. There's something inside of us. It pulls at us. It yanks at us even. It's like a desire you can't can't put your finger on that desire. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. So you do everything you can to stifle it, to shut it up. 
Just shut up, you tell that desire. Just shut up. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what you want. So you watch TV, you play video games, you play on the computer, you play on your phone, you talk to your friends, you get on social media, you drink, you eat, you do drugs, you have sex, you do all kinds of things. Everything you can possibly think of to not pay attention to that which calls to you. which calls to you. See, there is something calling to you. There is. It's inside you, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not. What this is, what this is, people have called it many, many things. Perhaps even talking about it here. It's not necessarily saying something new, which I haven't heard before. But perhaps it's saying it in ways that may hit you differently. Someone said that to me recently. You could hear the same thing over and over again from different people, but each time they hear it, it hits a little different. So here's me. Hitting a little different. What this is, is the great wholeness, the oneness of all things. Some have called it God. Some call it the creator. Some call it the source. There are hundreds, thousands of names for this. This. I'm going to call it love. Because that's what it is. We don't understand love, really. We touch on love. We feel love. And yet sometimes even we block it. We have love for our parents, for our siblings, for our friends, for our children, for our romantic partners, for the world, for our pets. We have all kinds of love that we feel. But there is Always something getting in the way. Expectation. Our own things, our own stuff. We're not born with this feeling, mind you. When we come into this world as a baby, we are purely in that state. It is real. However, I will say that the experience that a child has in the womb before birth can impact it as well. But for these purposes, let's just get into the part where we start the life. We come out and we have to breathe the air and experience it, experience this existence. It's pure. We are just pure love. And we are dependent. We need, we need things. We need love more than anything, but we also need to be fed. And if we're hurting, we need to be cared for and we need to sleep. And when we're cared for and everything's taken care of, we sleep easily. But if there's stress around us, we don't sleep easily. And that becomes a pattern and, and a blockage and 
uh, if our parents are busy or caught up in their own things, or maybe they give us all the love, but they don't know how to love themselves, or they don't know how to love each other, or whatever. Now, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm saying we become who we are through our experiences. And while I would also suggest that all of that experience is part of exactly what we are meant to do, that we have the opportunity to change that, to evolve in it, to be different. Love wishes to be with you. Love wishes to share with you. Love wishes to create with you. Love wishes to teach you how to love. How to love. How to love yourself. First and foremost, because most of us do not know how to do that. We don't know. Some do. Some think they do. They're still limited on some level. Uh, But some people have really reached that, that level. But I think there's always more depth. There's always the ability to love more. We're missing that in this world, you see. The world is becoming a place where we are not loving. We think we are, but we can become more divisive every single day. More, I can't love you because, etc., fill in the blank. Love does not mean saying that everything a person does or people do or society does, or however you want to frame it. It's not saying that what they do is all right. It's being able to work together, to to come together over through that love, to say, how do we work it out? How do we create a world together that we want to live in? We love you. We have to love ourselves first. And this is not an ego-driven arrogance kind of love. You cannot love others until you can look inside yourself and say, I love all the parts of me, all the bad ones too, all the ugly, ugly ones, all the things that come up and I don't like it. I don't like that part of me. Maybe I want it to change, but I love me anyway. Do you have someone in your life? perhaps a sibling, perhaps a child, perhaps a parent. Usually those are the easiest ones to look through that. Who, they may do things, you know, maybe once in a while they yell. I'm not talking about people who are highly abusive or create behaviors. It's difficult, it's difficult. And I'm not trying to push people's boundaries here in that. Right now, step by step, We work toward this together. What I'm suggesting is you have a person in your life whom you love and you look at them and you say they're always late all the time. They're late all the time. Or sometimes they can be really mean or uh, they're very critical or they procrastinate a lot or whatever. And you still love that person. You still love them. Maybe something they do drives you crazy. Maybe you you don't like it. You don't like that they're late every time. They're late every time you plan something and then you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and that person just takes forever to get there. Or they 
talk incessantly and don't listen very well. You know, whatever the case may be, I'm just, this is, these are just things that I've seen and experienced in my own life, in my own world. There are many things to experience about ourselves and others, but we love them anyway. But how many times do you look inside yourself and you do something and then you sit in criticism? This is part of the reason why we distract ourselves with so many things. We sit and we look at ourselves in criticism in your, how can you do that thing? You know, maybe you talk too much or you think you do. Okay. I would beg to counter that. However, Let's say you're out in a social circumstance, you run into someone, you dominate the conversation because you're telling them all about something, and then at the end they go, well, I have to go, you know, if I've been here, I have to go, and you can tell they're sort of irritated, and you feel this thing like, I talk too much, I took up too much of their time, and then you go and you beat yourself up over it for the rest of the day or two days or five days or a year or the rest of your life. We can't let go. We can't let go. We can't forgive ourselves for the things that we do that are just the simplest thing. And you have to learn to. Now there are behaviors that we do, which we cannot even, we, we, we still need to learn to love ourselves truly as a human, as a person who is not perfect and never will be. But it doesn't mean that we can just go out and act willy-nilly however we choose. That's not the point here. That's the difference. Love does not say act as you will without regard for others because then that becomes loving others. And you start by learning to love the people around you, to really love them, right? And then we learn to love the world our communities, the people in the world around us. I can feel it. You might resist. But let's just take it one step at a time, shall we? Learning about love, the closest parts to you. You and the people closest to you. And we'll go from there. And then there's a third piece to this that's just as critical, just as important. And that is loving the life that we live. We're in. Most of us don't. Many of us don't. Some people do. I mean, or they seem to. Life is not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It will never be so. You cannot make it so. No matter how hard you try to control every little tiny aspect of everything that goes on. I mean, we wish to. We wish to control it all. I mean, we build up our medicine. We're constantly researching. People would love to be able to create immortality, although life could not sustain itself on this planet if everyone was immortal. You could not. That is not the way it is meant to be. As humans, but we don't want to, we want to control. We don't want to die. We don't want other people to die. We especially don't want the people we love to die. We try to control the time of everything, how much time we have, how we spend the time. We try to fraction it all off. We distract ourselves in a, as a means to control our thoughts and our feelings and how we respond to what's going on in our world. We spend our lives in, try, in an attempt to control 
fearing letting go of control, not stopping to appreciate, in doing so, we don't stop to appreciate those beautiful moments I was speaking about earlier, the moments that really teach us how to love the life we live. And the more of those moments you acknowledge and you see and you live in and you live in that moment, instead of living in the moment where you said, I talked too much to that person, think about that a moment. If instead of living in the moment where you talk too much to your coworker that day at work and then uh, they got irritated because they needed to work and they were worried about working, okay? Let me, let me clarify that for a moment. There, you talking had nothing to do with why they were irritated, really. I mean, perhaps it was too much, and perhaps you need to think about that, and that's okay. How can I make sure that I respect others' time? But it doesn't mean that you need to beat yourself up over it or live in that forever and ever. What about the person that you ran into who gave you such a lovely compliment, who said that your hair looked really beautiful or, or that you had such a lovely smile you just glowed, or, or that you, they were just gracious to you, or whatever the case may be. It could be anything. It could be the smallest thing. Instead, we always choose to live in the moments that are painful, and we suck them up. We suck them dry till we are existing within a desert with all of our ghosts of pain sitting around us. Instead of creating a garden of all the beautiful moments, and they're really moments. The big things can seem amazing, you know? The big things can be really, that that's like, you know, you're in your garden and you've got all these beautiful little flowers and grasses and you've got the butterflies and the, the birds, and, you know, all the little beautiful things that are your moments. And right in the middle of your garden, you have the big, beautiful tree growing up to the sky and, and, and coming out into, into this big, beautiful, round glory of leaves that change. Maybe sometimes it flowers. If you're like me and you love those kind of trees, the fruit ones, of course, but it provides you shade and comfort and joy just to see it and peace in those that's those are the big moments see that's the big stuff in life the good stuff but we don't even recognize those things we don't sit in that we're living in our desert we're living in a desert now the desert is a beautiful thing in its own right i don't mean to diminish the desert but i think that the world around us gives us a beautiful example it was brought to life as such, to give us these examples. So we learn to love ourselves, and we learn to love others through loving the people around us first, those closest to us. Sometimes that's difficult, when we learn to love our lives a little bit at a time, just a little at a time. See, that is the whole crux of it. That is the purpose of it. And there's more, see, then that can come from that. When you tap into that love energy, it is the essence of all things. 
flows through everything. There is not a single thing that exists that does not contain this love. Call it what you will. That's fine. Call it what you will. Thank you for joining me. There's more to come. Please come back. This is L, and I love you with all of my heart and my soul and my being.